G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. G'day and welcome to today's 2020 podcast. I'm Matt Gees and you can hear 2020 every weekday on the Vision Radio Network in the West from 8, Central States from 9.30 and in the East from 10, straight after the latest UCB news. Don't forget you can also catch our highlights program on the weekend, The Best of 2020, Saturday morning and Sunday night. All the details at our program guide, go to vision.org.au. Imagine, if you will, sitting on a bicycle saddle for almost every waking hour for more than a month. Our next guest is no stranger to the cycling saddle and he's awaiting confirmation from the Guinness Book of Records to confirm that he has broken the record for the fastest bicycle ride around Australia. One obsessed cyclist, Reed Anderton, from Brisbane in Queensland, rode around Australia in a fundraising and awareness challenge for a Christian ministry he leads called Eagle's Wings. It's a ministry that cares for orphans in Zambia in Africa. Reed Anderton has smashed the record for riding around Australia and is waiting confirmation from the Guinness Book of Records and the Cycling Federation of Australia. And he spoke to Neil Johnson all about his efforts. Reed, when I say uh, people who are obsessed with cycling, uh, you're not the only one who is, but really you have to be obsessed with it to, to get on a bike and, and break the record for travelling around Australia. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've only been um, cycling, I guess, for past um six or seven years and each year i've kind of kind of grown to love the sport a, a bit more um but yeah definitely you have to enjoy to you know to ride your bike around australia you definitely have to enjoy somewhat um aspects of, of cycling now you are still awaiting the confirmation from the guinness book of world records uh, for the time that you've taken for your uh, trip around australia uh, what was the record that you had to beat uh, there were two records out there. One was a Guinness record, which was about 42 days. Um, it was set, I think, by a German um, back in 1992. Uh, and the other one, uh, which is more of a, a record, which is recognised by the cycling community, is was 37 days and and uh, 20 hours. So that was kind of the goal that we wanted to try and get in under that, that time. Um, and we managed to be able to, to do it in about 37 days and one hour and some minutes. So... Um, we're, we're pretty happy with, with how it all unfolded and, and the time that we actually got through on. So when I say smashed the record, that really is what happened. You have literally smashed that record because a 19-hour record-breaking ride uh, is just a, a huge feat. Um, yeah, to, to some extent. But I, I think when you look at the context of how far you actually have to travel, so we, we, we rode for... You know, close to fourteen thousand two hundred kilometres, and so nineteen hours is is actually a, a very tight schedule. We, we were never comfortable with, with where we were. We actually had to work very hard. So nineteen hours, in some respects, it seems like a lot, but for the actual record attempt itself, it, it really is very tight. Um, uh, so we we were never comfortable. That's for sure. So in order to actually ride a bicycle around Australia in thirty-seven days and one hour, uh, roughly. Uh, you really had to be riding from dawn to dusk every day. 
Uh, yeah, we, we set out with the goal of only riding for about 16 hours in total um, per day and actually getting about six or seven hours sleep. Um, but the reality of, of the ride and the conditions that we actually had to face, we ended up doing about 18 hours per day on the bike and I was only able to sleep for four or five hours um, each night. Um, so that became very, very difficult when you actually do that consecutively. There, there's no rest days at all on this kind of event. Um, and so that really does hamper your ability when you actually only have four or five hours to actually recover and then get up the next day and you just and you know you actually have to try and push out another 400 kilometres roughly. Um, and, and that's very hard uh, on the sleep that we're actually able to get. Well, Reid, I'm one of those who is probably in the category of 18 minutes is probably my <laughs> limit. So when you talk about 18 hours a day, it's just uh, yeah. that's just mind-boggling to have been on the bike that long. The thing is that comes to mind, motivation for all of this, and you weren't out on the on the bike just to break records, but you were out on the bike to raise some finances for a Christian mission that you are, in fact, the national director of, for Eagle's Wings. Tell us about Eagle's Wings. Yeah, I think firstly, like, for the, the, the event, the actual ride and record itself was secondary. Like, we did want to, as our primary goal, was to raise funds and awareness um, vulnerable children and so Eagles Wings is a Christian organisation and it, it's only a small organisation but we're very focused and, and passionate about what we do and that is to try and assist um, children that currently live in extreme poverty to be able to uh, in some way to be able to break free of, of that um, and so children that are actually from homes that, that can't afford to go to any form of schooling um, we assist in that area so they might be uh, orphans, they might have lost their their mum or their dad are actually both, you know, by the age of six or seven, most or many children, you know, that, that live in extreme poverty are orphan children uh, and have no way of actually gaining an education. And also kids that um, have reached the streets as well, either from abusive situations, um, you know, whether it's their, their parents that they're living with that are abusive and they feel that the streets are a, a safer or a better place or a better option for them, uh, whether it's uncles or aunties or something like that. But... Children actually, for, for various reasons and circumstances that actually have reached the streets, uh, we try to assist those as well to reintegrate them back into um, existing family that is a safe home or community or last resort. Um, they would come to what we would class as a transit home uh, where, where we actually can care for them until they can be placed back into community. So that's what we do. Um, and it's really focused in four small communities on the outskirts of a of a town called Ndola, which is in Zambia. Uh, and so our, our big focus is is very much on these four small communities. So that's where we have our transit home and our, our community school as well. Reid, you're a former missionary to Zambia. Uh, when you've been in on the mission field in that sense, uh, working with these uh, children and with people in the uh, town where you were working, uh, what sort of response were you receiving when you were able to minister the gospel and care for those kids? Our primary role as an organisation um, is to be able to uh, connect in with, with vulnerable children, and we do that uh, in a way that is, um, you know, takes on you know, the Christian values of our, our, of our faith. Um, and so when we're actually looking at reaching out to these children, you know, back, back in the early days, we used to send a lot of children into government schools. Um, we didn't run our own... Uh, school as such uh, and we found that had um, a, a limited effect we wanted to actually impart you know somewhat 
of our Christian values and faith into these um, kids to be able to share in that in that way. So that's why we actually started uh, the community school, where we could actually set the values and the culture of the school um, in a way in which we believed was right. Uh, and we see that as you know a, a holistic way to be able to care for these children. Not only are they receiving a, an education which will help them um, to be able to break free of some of the issues of extreme poverty, but also to be able to do it in a way in, in which is caring and loving and kind and generous and all of those kind of values that we would we would want to think we would actually have as, as Christians and so that children aren't just getting a social lift that they have options out there in which they can become, you know, uh, move from poverty into middle class, but they actually do it in a way where they might be able to gain an education, but at the same time, they actually can think about others, uh, that they can think that they can be generous and kind to those around them. So it's that sort of holistic approach that we've taken from the the very start, and that kind of directs um, our, our programs and our thinking as to, as to what we do. Reid, it's just an amazing feat, and you've done this under the banner of Challenge for Change. What does Challenge for Change do? Yeah, basically, Challenge for Change is our event arm at Eagle's Wings, so it's the, it's the main kind of um, way in which we raise funds and awareness within Australia uh, for vulnerable children. So, uh, you know, Challenge for Change, we actually look... One, our main area actually is cycling events, so every year we would have a, a cycling event. Uh, this year we're in New Zealand, last year we're in Tasmania, and we actually take um, up to 40 cyclists uh, on, on these events, and they're... They're, they may be actually people that actually have only picked up a bike three months prior and actually want to do something challenging in their own lives and at the same time raise funds for vulnerable children. So uh, we also are branching out over the next year or two as well with um, other events, not just cycling events, but basically we just want to challenge people. Um, they can raise funds for vulnerable children at the same time that they grow and, and can uh, in some ways kind of just do something very different, which is out of the ordinary. So... It's been very good. I've, I really enjoy the, those weeks that we actually do get away, um, where people can actually get away from their everyday lives and work and actually just do something very different, hear about aspects of poverty, and hopefully at the end of the week they've had some sort of a, a heart change as well as to um, what, what children and families and communities go through that, that come from uh, extreme poverty. So uh, I hope that kind of gives a bit of a picture as to what Challenge for Change is about and, and why we actually do it. Funny how as Christians uh, we can talk about having a different gift, you know, you're a gifted speaker or a gifted servant, uh, those sorts of things. But when you are gifted, when it comes to your athletic ability and you can take up a challenge for change as the way you've done, uh, there must be a lot of people who are saying, well, you know, I'm not really gifted in a whole lot of other ways, but boy, when it comes to something athletic, whether it be a walk or a ride, there's opportunity here for that person to link in with what you're doing with Challenge for Change and help to raise money and, and alleviate poverty in places like Zambia. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, it, and it's not just those that are gifted as well, but um, some people, well, we've had... Um, grandparents take part in these events we've had students take part in the events i think that uh, a lot of it comes down to the commitment to be able to do the, the training and what's required to be able to try and get through um the event so a lot of it is commitment based um so we last last year i remember one lady um she's i'm guessing i hope i don't offend her but i'm guessing that she must be nearing 60 and she just amazed me that she just set her mind to the task of riding around Tasmania. So it was about a thousand kilometres 
And for those who have been to Tasmania, know how mountainous that area is. Um, but she really just set her mind to it. She did the training that was required. She committed to it. Um, and she made it through. And every day I, I looked at her, I just couldn't believe that she was getting getting through. It looked like she shouldn't be able to do it, and yet she made the whole journey. Uh, and they're the, the stories that inspire people as well. Um, I remember actually when I was riding around Australia, I, I thought of that same lady um, and what she had done um, in her context was extremely difficult. And, and I thought of her when I actually things got tough as well around Australia, that, man, you know, she, she did something that was big, um, within her context um, and within her ability. Um, and that kind of inspired me as well that you know, I, I really shouldn't give up um, when things were getting tough for me. Um, I, I'm not naturally a, a, um, a natural athlete either. I have to work very, very hard um, you know, to be able to try and achieve big goals uh, in that area. I think the, the where it comes to, to gifting for me is that I guess um, I have a, a high tolerance of, of pain and also, you know, God's given me a, a real purpose um, in life as well, and that is, you know, vulnerable children. That I really see that as an area that I should be focused on um, as a whole of life um, aspect. And so that that really helped when things got tough. That I knew that this was a calling that I have on my life. Um, and when I actually was in really difficult situations around Australia, that actual purpose of the ride. Um, really helped me to get through. When I thought of what kids go through on a daily basis, that I have to keep going no matter how hard and how difficult and how much pain I was in, I really had to keep going uh, and stay on the bike. So there's a lot in that as to what Christians can get out of um, out of this, this kind of a journey um, where your faith can actually help you continue through very, very difficult situations and, and how God actually works within hardships and suffering there's there's so much in that that the christian can can look at you've really pushed yourself to the limits i mean breaking that record that is just a huge feat on the bike 18 hours a day and uh, i suspect in uh, terrible terrain at times and sometimes with temperatures over 40 degrees the challenge that you have been able to overcome is just amazing and what you're saying to people is uh, you can push yourself a little harder to do something to alleviate poverty. And you're actually encouraging people to give up some luxuries and get a focus on the things of real substance of need around the world at this time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like one of our goals um, for this journey is, as well as we didn't want it just to be a physical challenge for myself. And also there was a sport team with me that actually had to put up with a lot of hardship as well. But we wanted people back home to be able to connect in and in some way uh, be changed through this event also. Um, and whether that was if, if people were inspired by what we did as a team to get to get through and the pain we actually had to put up with, um, or whether it was actually um, you know the, the fundraising model that we'd set up where people could um, give up certain luxuries within their own lives for the period I was on a bike, so for 37 days, um, they would actually give up uh, luxuries, whether it was takeaway coffee or restaurants, uh, meals, whether it was their golf or anything that's a luxury item, it's not a, not a, not a, like a, an essential for life as such that they give up and they actually put that towards um, their giving. Um, and we just saw that as a way that people could realise that they can make a difference themselves as an individual if they just are able to simplify their life uh, somewhat, whether that's to a large extent or a small extent, and be more generous that they can make a difference in the lives of kids that are, that are suffering. 
and I, and I think that I've been really encouraged since I've got home that people did engage with that. I've heard a lot of stories of, of people really hurting because that's painful to give up. If you love chocolate or, or coffee, that, that hurts to give that up. Um, and I've heard those stories, but the amount of money that people were able to raise and then to be able to donate um, to this cause was, was amazing. Um, and so when that actually relates back to what we can do on a, on a grassroots level in these communities, um, $150 per year can support a child in our school, um, which is, is unbelievable. So people didn't have to give up too much chocolate or, or restaurant meals or things like that to be able to achieve um, just $150. Um, and a lot of people went above and beyond that, um, which which is amazing. So I hope that there's been a bit of a heart change as well with people that have connected in with this journey from home, um, that they actually can make a difference if they change their lifestyle just a little bit. Well, Reid, you are an amazing inspiration, and uh, I just want to honour you today. It's just an amazing feat. Uh, 19 hours off uh, the standing record for cycling around Australia on the bike, 18 hours a day. I'll point people to the website where they can find out more about Challenge for Change, and there's a link there to the ministry Eagle's Wings. And, of course, uh, you've been talking about how easy it is to make a donation to get involved and really this is not all over for you this is just the beginning because your cycling feat is going to be in the record books just awaiting that official confirmation now the website to go to is challengeforchange.org.au you'll find the link there for eagles wings reed anderton he smashed the record and uh, reed it's just a pleasure talking and thanks very much for sharing these things with us today on 2020 thank you appreciate your time as well Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.